0: Biddles had one big game this season. That was at home against Dallas. Here's McCaffrey. He's gone. Touchdown 49ers.
1: Garcia starts the third. And drives one the other way. Down the line. If it's fair, he's got another. He does. Adolis Garcia owning October. Blitz off the edge. Cousins throws
0: and... It's taken away by Addison for the touchdown.
2: Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show.
1: Here we go for a Tuesday, October 24th, Saul 35, a good morning to you, thanks for tuning in to Sports 1440, another jam-packed show coming up, and man, oh man, uh, the last couple days coming into work, it's been chilly, Uh, minus eight today, Uh, looking for a high of maybe minus four, but the wind chill, minus 12, man, you know what, it just creeps up on you, doesn't it? You know when you you have the great temperatures we had in October and then next thing you know it's man cold, cold, cold and you're just not used to it. Body's not used to it. Everything's not used to it. And driving to work yesterday, and then when in, you know when you're in here for, you know, for four hours, five hours technically when you come in earlier and you're you're not you don't know exactly what's going on outside. So you don't know exactly you know, we had Kevin Lowe in yesterday at ten o'clock and he was like, Man, it took me another 15, 20 minutes to get here because of the snow on the road. So, uh, everyone drive safely today, wherever you're heading. Uh, keep an eye on the kids heading to school and things like that. Uh, Oilers in action tonight uh, in Minnesota. The Oilers 1-3-1 to start the season. Minnesota 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Uh, How will the Oilers fare without Connor McDavid for the next, uh, well, one to two weeks is that uh, one week? Is it two weeks? You would think he misses the Heritage Classic, but you know, it's, yesterday I uh, went down to the Oilers and listened to Jay Woodcroft. And, you know, Jay said, if anyone, if, if there's anyone that can basically heal fast, it's Connor McDavid. Look what happened with his knee. I mean, if you've ever seen that documentary, you know exactly what he had to go through uh, to get back. Um, instead of having a, a major, major surgery, like his career was in jeopardy. It was that simple, but he elected to go the route of uh, rehab and worked his tail off, just worked his tail off uh, and got back uh, for opening night. Uh, so if there's anyone, as Jay uh, Woodcroft said yesterday, if there's anyone that can come back uh, from this quicker it would be uh, Connor McDavid. Text line, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 How do you think the Oilers will do without the captain, Connor McDavid, for, well, at least these two games for sure? Uh, so you got Minnesota tonight, then you got the New York Rangers here on Thursday, which is uh, Oilers Hall of Fame night with Charlie Huddy and... Dougie Waite going up uh, to the ring in Rogers Place and uh, being recognized for their great contributions to the Oilers organization, organization on Thursday night. Uh, text coming in. Uh, Stair Farmer, uh, his uh, morning roll call. Good morning, boys. I really hope the Oilers come out hard tonight. Show us who they really are. Uh, Harry, daughter and I did the Taylor Swift concert, Cineplex. She's now watching the NFL, cheering Brady forever. Uh, daughter and I are now cheering KC, Swifty NFL era. Yes, you're exactly right. Between merchandise, between eyeballs, between um, just general um, watching and, and really paying attention to the NFL and specifically the Kansas City Chiefs for sure, uh, a lot more because of the... Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey uh, relationship. And, uh, man, uh, Duke, you had it in the intro. Adolis Garcia owns October. Uh, That would be kind of true after what happened yesterday. Game number seven, ALCS. uh, Adolis Garcia, four for five. Two home runs, five RBI. Texas shellacks Houston in Houston again. They just got to play on the road all the time. I mean, the Rangers are 8-0 on the road in the playoffs. 8-0 on the road. Um, it hasn't been done for, well, in the mid-90s, the Yankees did it. Uh, 13 home runs, a plus 31 run differential. Uh, unreal uh, performance by the Texas Rangers. And now await the winner of Philadelphia and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Game 7 of that goes uh, tonight. So getting back to the Oilers, Uh Connor McDavid uh, out, so you have to turn this negative into a positive. The last time the Oilers had the captain out for, I guess, any significant amount of time, uh, six games it was. You could call it six games because it was in 2019-2020. He had a, a sort of a quad injury. Oilers went 3-2-1. and one. Now, Leon Dreisaitl, he took it to another level, uh, had 12 points in those six games. Who else do you think will take it to another level? Send us a text, 1-833-401-1440. The usual suspects are there. Evander Kane, he's got one assist so far. Connor Brown, uh, who, by the way, we will talk to in either 720 or 740, see how things shake down, probably 720, uh, and we'll uh, elevate your game for Ram Lifts with Connor Brown. Now, Connor Brown, I talked to him yesterday in the dressing room after practice before the Oilers uh, left for Minnesota. You know what? What do you say? I mean, he's been out for an entire year with a very serious knee injury. The amount of rehab that a guy has to do to get back, and we just basically said the same thing with Connor McDavid. I mean, it took Connor McDavid a while. Um, didn't look like it, I guess. But I mean, this is a, an, an athlete that's on another level compared to most. So. We will uh, talk to Connor Brown either seven twenty seven forty. See what uh, Connor Brown has to say about me. You know, just trying to get back in the groove. Trying to, it's there's always a hesitancy when you have a serious injury and you're trying. You you have that self doubt in your mind. Is my knee going to be back to what it was? What do I have to do to get back to where I feel where I was? What about the confidence? Is it just a tiny little thing like? Uh, the explosiveness is what we discussed. Uh, quick starts, quick stops, getting back to where you're not even thinking about it. And that's a key for a lot of athletes, for sure. Uh, text coming in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 833 Good morning, KK and Duke from the King of Fort Nasty. The only thing more impressive than McDavid's superhuman healing ability is the Duke's ability to plow down a stake. Is that that out of your system yet, Duke? Okay, we had the 40 ounce steak in here from Patty from the uh, Canadian Brew House on Friday. 40 ouncer, they were, uh, I mean, they sold 2,500 of them on Saturday. Now, in case you missed it, uh, he brought it in around 10 o'clock. That was about 20 after 10. So, Eddie Steele and I had a couple bites. Out of the 40 ounces, 25, Duke, would you say was left? 25 to 28 ounces left? And the Duke crushed it.
0: Yeah, that would be a pretty good ballpark number, I think. And it, uh, it, w- I mean, I did not mow it down. It's not like I just picked it up <laughs> with bare hands. It was quite the arduous process to get through the entire thing over the course of probably about an hour sitting out at the bar um, here as I was doing a little video editing and a little post-show work and things like that. Now,
1: did you heat it up a little bit too? Or?
0: No, so this is where I, I faced a bit of a dilemma because as I mentioned uh, yesterday, when Low Tide came in here for the start of his show at about noon and saying, is anybody going to eat that steak out there? And I was like, yeah, don't worry, Todd, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> um, I, I When I'd originally ducked out to have a quick bite at the tail end of uh, our show in the morning, I was on the fence about whether, okay, do I like throw this in the fridge or do I just, and, but like, then I'll definitely have to nuke it or do I just leave it here and kind of have a lukewarm steak Uh, and I'm not a big fan of microwaving uh, foods in general in a reheat obviously there's exceptions but I prefer like to go for an oven reheat uh, if possible and things like that so I I opted for just leave it on the counter throw a a piece of tinfoil over top um, (laughs) to try and you know help it keep a little bit longer but and so it was was it uh, hot by the end of it no and on a steak that big uh, cooked the way it was even the middle I don't think was uh, necessarily hot even probably right off the Mm -hmm. grill on one that thick and that wide but it, it still tasted great and um like i said apart from the uh sleepy state it put me in Friday afternoon I didn't necessarily have any um, you know side effects mm-hmm. from it I slept it off and felt as <laughs> spry as ever come Saturday morning yeah but Sunday it was still
1: in your gut from, well, that
0: uh, was, uh, there for hockey some, there were some other issues contributing oh, to that factor yeah, I think yeah.
1: let me put on my surprise face <laughs> uh, so but you had the mashed potatoes too oh yeah and you had there were some vegetables there what some, about I mean, the uh, it was a sesame sauce on that, there
0: that sauce so, so I'm I said this to Declan on Friday as well I'm a man when it comes to cooking steak I like to let the meat do the talking. You know, you you season it up and and grill it well. But in terms of sauce and stuff, I'm not a huge fan uh, of sauce on a steak. I think it it kind of takes away from the actual flavor of the meat itself. But there was a couple pieces that maybe they were a little more toward the end or or the really (laughs) cold pieces. I I just gave them a quick little dash in some of that uh, brew house steak sauce. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it's good. It's that, like that, a- that cheese bread they had with it, I was dunking that in there like crazy. That sauce was oh. unreal. I'd never had it before.
1: So, you had a piece of cheese bread too? Yeah. Oh, anything else? Was there?
0: Well, we had still the Bonton Bakery uh, <laughs> left over as well. So, I treated myself to a Danish on the way out the door for the day. Yeah, we were actually pretty
1: spoiled on Friday. We, oh, I mean, were we ever, yeah. When, you, when you're getting that type of quality coming in between Bonton and CBH and bringing stuff for the fellas, and, I mean, we were feeding probably a small army. There was a bunch of guys that came over from sales and had a look at that steak, and they couldn't believe it. They were just stunned. They were shocked. It was great. Um So who picks it up uh, for the Oilers? Uh, Yes, Evander Kane, um, Connor Brown. uh, I think he's ready to take that step. Uh, By the way, so uh, Evander Kane will move into that number one power play unit uh, with uh, Leon Dreisettle, Zach Hyman, uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, and Evan Bouchard. How they implement Kane? Well, Jay Woodcroft talked about that yesterday. Well, it's not just because you have two kind of net front presence uh, players in the sense that you have... Uh, if, if Zach Hyman isn't on the ice on the number one unit, basically Kane would take that spot. So um, unless you want to go really old school, throw two guys out in front of the net, which sometimes, you know, you know when your power play is struggling. You have two guys there and hopefully a puck gets through and it really kind of, well, it skews the coverage of the uh, defensive team because they're not sure exactly what to do because you got so many guys in front. Uh, but Jay Woodcroft was saying, well, Connor, uh, I mean, uh, Evander Kane has worked out on the flank. He's been on the side before. He's rovered around. Uh, he could probably move up into the bumper position because the owners seem to have a little more movement right now, uh, even with McDavid uh, out. They've had... Guys come in, you saw the one goal that Leon Dreisettle scored right in front of the net, off that quick pass from Zach Hyman. Usually, uh, Leon Dreisettles on the far side for that low-down one-timer. This time, he swooped in and did that quick pass and received the pass uh, from Zach Hyman on that goal um, uh, a couple of games ago. So, uh, power play two will be Brown, McLeod, Ekholm, Nurse, and I think they'll work in a couple guys here. It's going to be interesting to see exactly where they go with that. Where do you stand on the Rasmus Anderson appeal to the four game suspension. Patrick Lyonie one he's on the IR. He's for that's for one he's on the IR. He can come off I believe on the twenty seventh. Uh, Columbus does not play till the twenty eighth, so it's a retroactive IR. But obviously the hit from the weekend uh, was enough to send Lyonie to the IR. Four games too much? Not enough? Just right? Should the appeal be upheld? Will it be knocked down to two, three? Does Rasmus Anderson play in the Heritage Classic on Sunday? A lot of, a lot of uh, questions there and a lot of answers looking there. Uh, Stair Farmer, I would like to see McLeod and Holloway produce. Uh, Rasmus, four games is not enough. Keep him out of the Classic. Uh, four games is a lot. Uh, is it enough? Some people don't think so. It was a predatory hit, left his feet, right to the melon of liony Lyonie was going for the empty net, could have just chipped it out. I think four is just right. I, I think four four is just right. Maybe five. Nah, I don't know. Uh, big show again coming up. So uh, we will. Uh, I guess we'll hear from uh, Connor Brown coming up uh, right after the break uh, in Elevate Your Game from Ramlifts. Uh, We've got the double dip of our hockey insiders at 8 o'clock. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are just solid. Mark Spector from Rogers Net on the mark for Booster Juice. We'll check in at 8 o'clock, followed up by Frank Saravalli and the Daily Faceoff and our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. Uh Man, Frank's got to be on his uh, – he's got to be concerned, Duke. About the Phillies, Uh, how many games has Frank gone to? He's gone to two or three Phillies games, and he's gone to one Eagles game. Is it two? Two two Phillies games. Uh, Heritage Classic is on Sunday. I don't think I said Saturday. Did I say Saturday, Duke? Um, Maybe I did. Maybe. I don't know.
0: Everybody makes mistakes.
1: Heritage Classic is on Sunday. Yes, we know. Thank you very much. Kevlar, thanks for the... uh, correction if I did say Saturday. I did not mean to say Saturday. It is obviously Sunday because it would I would look f- quite foolish going to the game on Saturday sitting in the stands uh, and watching the game for the first time in the stands at a Classic. So, Hey, uh, Grant Fear is back uh, in the uh, co-host chair, 9-11. Uh, well, I think Coachella Valley's just played one game since we talked to Grant lost, uh, last and uh, the Firebirds uh, had a big victory shut out uh they won four nothing over tucson on the weekend so uh we'll check in with grant from nine to eleven uh Golden Bears football. Jonathan Giestini will check in uh, with Grant. Well, probably about 9.07, somewhere in there. We just want to touch base with Grant a little bit right off the hop. We'll bring in Jonathan Giostini from the Golden Bears football squad at 9 o'clock. Uh, Ryan Carter, uh, Minnesota Wild color analyst uh, at 9.20. And the Wild is mentioned off to a 2-2-1 two, two and one start. Um, what kind of team? does Minnesota have this year? Uh, Jared Spurgeon, the local product, the captain, was injured earlier this month. Where's he at? Well, Ryan Carter will hopefully answer some questions uh, for us at 920. At 10 o'clock, Eric Smith, Raptors, play-by-play. Hey, it's uh, basketball season is back, baby. Uh, Raptors back in action to kick off the season, to tip off the season. uh, Tomorrow night against the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves, and that's it uh, in Toronto. So, um, man, this is a team that has a lot of question marks as far as contracts go. Uh, Eric Smith, hopefully, will uh, answer some of those questions for us uh, today at 10 o'clock. And then how about this? We will have two Hockey Hall of Famers at the same time. Uh, man, we've had so many Hall of Famers. It's been bananas here at Kevin Lowe uh, yesterday. Uh, Today, Rod Phillips, the former voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Hockey Hall of Famer, will guest with us at uh, 10.20 uh, as he checks in. And you know what? Remember Grant Fear last week was telling the story about how Rod was basically one of the first people that Grant ever met in the Oilers organization back in the draft when Grant was drafted uh, by the Oilers in uh, Montreal. So they flew back together and, you know, I guess, you know, Rod would have been one of the few media people covering that uh, draft back then. Now, I mean, it's a media frenzy, but um, Rod would have been one of the first guys that Grant would have met in the Oilers organization and still close friends to this day. So that is uh, coming up at uh, 10.20, Rod Phillips, the former voice of the Oilers. Uh, When we come back, we will uh, check in with Connor Brown, uh, Oilers forward as the Oilers get ready to take on Minnesota today. That's coming up right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Uh, The morning skate. uh, I don't know about you, Duke, but my skates don't sound like that when I uh, cut or stop. Maybe stop and fall into the boards. They should have had a, maybe a, another sound effect crashing into the boards. I was going to say, what's stopping? <laughs> I didn't do any
0: of that in my skates. So, you, you <laughs> Wide
1: know turns. Oh, no, <laughs> no stopping? Come on.
0: Obviously, I exaggerate a little, yeah, yeah. but, I mean, it is still just beer league. I'm not, uh, you know... Pounded down on those edges to make a, a hard two-foot stop and go back the other way on the back check.
1: You know, unless uh,
0: I'm the one that turned it over, then you got to back check a little bit harder, uh, obviously.
1: So I went to United Sport and Cycle last week. I told you that, and I bought a new stick for the first time in ten years. Uh, man, this thing is just unbelievable. After the Sherwood Sherwood uh, PMP seven thousand, but I also got my skates sharpened for the first time, probably. Well, I don't think I got them done last year, but anyway. So I. I <sighs> I guess it's – I've kind of come across this the last few times when I've gone to get them sharpened. The technician, you call him a skate technician now. So anyway, uh, he's at United Cycle, uh, United Sports Sport and Cycle, and he goes, uh, what kind of edge, like what kind of hollow, like what are you looking for? And I just said, uh, come on, give me a break here. I said, Sharpen them. <laughs> I said, J- you know, I said, wh- whatever makes me go faster is what I said. But, I mean, how uh, – Okay, if you went and got your skates done, and they said that they're going to take off whatever a tiny, tiny little amount, or do whatever a little more hollow, or whatever, would you be able to tell?
0: So, I actually have worked as a, a skate technician, or like I've sharpened skates before. Um, for as a job, and the, what I will say, because I once once you get in, kind of learn a little bit about the back end of that kind of thing. You you do experiment a bit in, in anything from say a flatter, hollow like a, a five eighths or even eleven sixteenths up to something that's a, a lot deeper and a lot more bite to it, say like a seven sixteenths. Some okay. guys even do a three eighths. I get all that. You, you can notice a difference from that end for sure. So you can tell when you're skating when you're skating on them the, those those wider gaps, sure. But guys that come in and and they're saying yeah, make sure it's a, a seven sixteenths and not a half inch. Like, cut me a break. Like, as what? if you're gonna know,
1: okay. What I'm saying is, a hack like myself would mm-hmm. never be able to tell. I think a, a, a guy. Well, I'm a sk- hack.
0: I'm a, c- I'm a hack as it gets. But like, because that's it, it seems so minuscule in terms of fractions of inches. But like I said, from say a five eighths to a seven sixteenths, that's 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 from like I something yeah. with not very much bite to something with a lot of bite.
1: I guess what I'm saying is that a hack would have a harder time. Okay, if you did, if you. If some hack came in and said, I want 7 16ths, and you gave him 5 8 there's no way he could tell.
0: Uh, um, an amateur, or not an amateur, but a casual, yeah. sure. Yeah. I I, 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 think a, I, I believe that 100 A
1: junior player or someone that's skating and, and has the ability to have the quick turn still, a younger player that is fast and things like that, yes. But not some plumber that's 60 years old or 55 years old. You know or,
0: You know what makes it worse is when parents are bringing their skates in for their, like, 10-year-old kids. And they're saying to a specific, like, make sure it's this hollow on on the skates. And I'm like, your kid weighs 60 pounds, (laughs) is 9 years old what do you think this uh, one-sixteenth of a difference on a hollow is going to make for them? That that kind of thing would drive me up the wall. And it, it it irritates you more when you're in that job, if it's really busy, especially yes. like at all the shops in town this time of year, it is. Uh, especially usually on a Friday afternoon, I get it, parents are busy all week working, they got to run in to get the skates done before the weekend games. But it, it can drive a guy up the wall when sometimes people aren't um, the most accommodating of the fact that you are busy, and then you tell them it's going to be a couple-hour wait, and then they get mad at you. Yeah. It's like, well, it's you know, just first
1: come, first soon. I used to love those, the white machines at the rinks. I used to throw them <laughs> in there. What, you know, I never bothered my skates. A lot, uh, a lot of the skate driving has gone to an automated
0: yeah. process. Now they call them these Sparks machines. Um, most facilities I've seen are like huh. in, um, upper, upper management and stuff or, you know, quote unquote head offices are encouraging the the shops to use them because they're faster in theory, cheaper because mm-hmm. you only need to pay one guy to run three machines as opposed to three guys to run three traditional blade master yeah. machines. But I will say, having skated on both the automated sharpening and a, a hand uh, a hand done job by a true pro or experienced person, it's not close. Like the mm-hmm. the touch of a, of a running the, the over the blade he just master wanted wheel. A job.
1: That's all. Well,
0: sure, I did, yeah. but I don't need one anymore. But I still, when I take them in, I still say, make sure uh, you're doing them by hand
1: and not on the. I might buy one machine. and just do it out of the back of the garage. People and can drop people, them off. People and, do that. People buy them that. for their
0: teams, yeah. and they just charge each uh, each parent whatever five bucks a piece because you just have to replace the wheels on them. That's pretty much yeah. it. That's and, my new job. Uh, you Duke. can
1: pay them off pretty quick. I'm gonna buy one for the garage, and people can drop them off in the back alley, and we're gonna start a little business. You and I. Well, I'll buy the machine. You come over and do the. You're the technician, man.
0: That's I'm, I'm the certified technician.
1: <laughs> uh, text coming in, one 1440 from Stewart. Uh, we were talking about the Rasmus Anderson four-game suspension, uh, plus the appeal. Patrick Liney now on injured reserve. Uh, retroactive uh, can come back on October 27th. Uh, uh, Stewart says, as soon as I saw the hit, I knew it was a suspension. I hope the league upholds. Uh, the suspension. Ranting Rob, what a wonderful opportunity for Woodcroft. With McDavid out, he can jumble the forward lines in any combination. Uh, This can only help the team from ranting Rob. I I agree with you, Rob. I I think this is an opportunity for so many guys. And we were talking about it yesterday in the sense of not watching, uh, being... Proactive, not reactive, not wondering, okay, if it's 3 uh, 3, okay, Connor's going over. Uh, you know, I mean, Connor and Leon are going over. They got a chance to uh, get the go ahead goal or whatever, uh, get us back in the game, things like that. So now it's the opportunity where the, each person has to look in the mirror a little bit more and bring a little bit more. Um, hey guys, great show. Northside Jason says uh, the Oilers won't win the cup with Woodcroft as head coach. Oh, he doesn't like Jay. Uh, with all the line juggling, play McDavid and dry settle too much, not being a four-line team and being out-coached most games. We want to win the cup. We need an NHL coach. Thanks, uh, Northside Jason. Appreciate your comment, Jason. I don't know if I agree with you. I think uh, Jay Woodcroft has a lot of uh, great tendencies as a head coach. Uh, can he learn more? I think so. We can all learn more in everything we do. Um, I think he's got a, a good basis there. He's been... He's been, you know, behind an NHL bench for twenty years. uh, When you go all the way back to Detroit, and and maybe not behind the bench there, but in San Jose, and then you know here with Todd and and things like that, and and in in Bakersfield. So um, I think, I think he's there. I I really do. Um, What happens? You know, like I mean, the record speaks for itself. He's one of the the Oilers have one of the top records in the NHL since Jay Woodcroft arrived. Yes, he has Connor McDavid. Yes, he has Leon Draisaitl. But I think Jay Woodcroft is a solid NHL coach. All right, time now for Elevate Your Game by Ram Elevators and Lifts. You can elevate your game by checking out Ram Elevators and Lifts. It's a a Forbes best-rated residential elevator manufactured right here in Edmonton. They do tons of elevators, tons of lifts. Uh, Visit TrustRam.com for more information. And they actually did the elevator at number 97's house, maybe it's a chance now that he's got to use this thing being a little injured. So uh, Connor Brown, that's where we're going to go with this. And an interesting, he he fell under a different kind of scenario, different umbrella when it came to uh, signing a contract. And the, uh, Kenny Holland kind of found a, a loophole. Uh, in the CBA because normally contracts like this don't work for players um, under 35. You can do it with players that are older in their career uh, but the contract is basically a base of a minimum base league minimum $775,000. However uh, it Maxes out at four million with three point two five in bonuses. However, those bonuses do not go against this year's cap. It goes next year. So, uh, you know, Ken Holland was he threw all his cards in. He threw them all in, uh, hoping that this is a year that the Oilers can make a deep, deep, deep playoff run. Uh, Connor Brown's got to get back. He's got to get healthy first. He's got to get a one hundred percent healthy. Um, In 2021, he had 21 goals. Uh, It was the second time in his career that he cracked the 20-goal mark. Realistically, well, he's pointless so far in five games, but what do the Oilers need to see from him? Well, first of all, get comfortable, get healthy, get back into a comfort zone where you're not worried about your knee, not worried about your uh, being hesitant on the ice. Uh, so that's kind of where I see Connor Brown moving forward Uh, and I had this conversation with him yesterday before the Oilers left for Minnesota Connor how would you assess your play after coming off such a tough serious injury a year ago Um, what's it like to kind of get back in the groove what's it take to get back where you want
2: to be Well, health-wise, I feel better and better, and so coming out of five games, that feels like a win, and that's kind of the main thing I'm focused on is just my health. uh, To say that my play is... uh up to my standard it's it hasn't been it's I haven't even scratched the surface of what I'm capable of and uh what I know I can do and so um but for me it's just it's getting healthier and healthier and uh getting that pop back in my stride and some step back and um and I can feel it getting improving and so uh you know we're, we're working on metrics that know I'm improving and so you know it's not easy to be patient with yourself uh but you know I, I feel uh I'm, I'm getting better and better and so that's just kind of the main thing here is there
1: anything so specific that you've been working on to try to get that pop back in your stride?
2: Well, starts is, uh, starts for sure. You know, I think that, you know, coming out of the gates is the big one. You're stopping on a puck and then coming out of it and stop, start, stop, start. That's kind of the main one. And, uh, you know, I feel my starts are getting better and better. We're doing some things. uh so tweaking some things that uh that are improving my starts and um you know my strength is 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 improving and so now, now that that's there a lot of it's technique and, you know i been off in a while I've been playing in a while but I'll get there.
1: Is it that explosiveness that you're kind of go man I you wish you could just have it and you flick a switch but how do you kind of work at getting that back?
2: Uh, hard work and discipline I mean and 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 uh you know, you just gotta you know that it's in there it's just you know, you, you're injured you're coming off an injury it's uh you know yeah you, you, you can't really fight the clock and it is uh, these things take time and you know would I have liked to be po- popping on all cylinders right out of the gate of course and just kind of the cards that I'm dealt you know, I've, I've done everything in my power to to uh, you know work as hard as I can and I will continue to do so
1: do you ever have that? And I don't know if this is the right phrase, but a self-doubt because you've had a, such a big injury, where you're going, ah, can my body do this? Can my knee do this? Do you ever? Does that ever creep in? And how? If it does, how do you stop it?
2: I'm uh, just hard work. I mean. I think every time I go on the ice and every, I feel a little bit better, I get reminded that it is improving, and so that's that's the kind of uh, that's the way they kind of stop those thoughts.
1: After five games here, it's not the start the team would would have wanted, being one three and one. Uh, just your thoughts on trying to kind of turn things around here, uh, minus uh, your captain, I guess, moving uh, forward in the next week or two.
2: Well, I mean, it's a big opportunity for our group to learn how to play as a team and learn how to work together and share the puck and make little plays and really win as a group in here and uh you know when we get our captain back we'll be firing on all cylinders
1: what do you look at on a second unit power play that's where you've seen some time uh, saw a little bit today uh what kind of a unit does that kind of factor in moving forward here
2: I think it's good. I mean, especially those practices. It's nice to touch the puck and have some confidence making plays. I think, uh, you know, I think in practice like that. We haven't really had worked much on that second unit, so it was good to, to get out there and get some reps in.
1: Just uh, thought on Minnesota Tuesday night game. I mean, wild, a, a big, strong team, a heavier team. Uh, thoughts on playing Minnesota?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a good test for us. Like I said, I mean, we're down a big piece, and it's it's going to take a collective effort to. Uh, you know, to get this, get done and, to, and to mo- get moving in the right direction.
1: And have you had a chance to think about the heritage classic playing outdoor? Have you played outdoor before in a game like this?
2: Yeah, a few times in my career. Um, I, you know, I've played outdoor. Uh, it's always fun. I mean, I grew up playing outdoor hockey, uh, you know, on the ranks in Toronto and, uh, yeah, kind of where I fell in love with the game. So it's um it's always special when you get a chance to play outside.
1: Where were you playing outdoors in Toronto?
2: A little place called Wedgewood Park in Etobicoke, Ontario. So yeah, it's great. Just standard outdoor
1: rink all buddies uh,
2: playing. Yeah, it was just a uh, tennis court that froze over in the winter, and you know, we we go out with stick and puck, no boards, and it's kind of you know that's where I fell in love with the game. Just with buddies and just kids around the neighborhood. Exactly, my brother, and my dad, and uh, yeah, lots of buddies and stuff. Yeah.
1: Thanks for this. Uh, Good luck in Minnesota. And then as the week progresses with the Heritage Classic, thanks. Yep, thanks. That's Oilers forward Connor Brown. Spoke with him yesterday uh, before the Oilers departed for uh, Minnesota and tonight's game against uh, the Wild. Oilers 1-3-1, Minnesota 2-2-1. Text coming in to 1-833-401-1440. Kevlar says maybe it's time for Connor Brown to step up and pick up his buddy, meaning uh, Connor McDavid. And, yes, the two played together uh, 10 years ago. (laughs) Man, it seems like that's crazy to say that. 10 years ago in Erie for the Otters. And that season, Connor Brown led the team in scoring, had 45 goals, had 128 points. He was a 19-year-old. Connor McDavid uh, was just 16 and had 56 games And 99 points, uh, 28 goals, 71. So, yes, the two of them have a a history of playing together. Uh, That's why they started the season together on a line. I would imagine you will see them together again at some point (laughs) on a line. Um, One thing about lines, you know... uh, I think people put so much stock, fans put so much stock. Who's on the first line? Who's on the second line? Well, it changes so darn much. Like, I mean, from day to day, I mean, uh, I mean, it took all of what? A period and a half, two periods in game one for, for Jay Woodcroft to change the lines? Every team changes the lines a ton. Um, I understand fans want to see who's playing with whom at what point and who's at the morning skate and, uh, I mean, who are we going to see on the lines? What's it going to look like today when the Oilers have the morning skate in Minnesota? Will they separate? I mean, again, in 2019 when Connor McDavid was out, uh, Leon Drysaddle, Ryan Nugent, Hopkins played together all those games. Drysaddle had 12 points. Um, so I, I understand fans, their passion for... Um, seeing the combinations and saying, well, this guy should be up there. And, you know, Dylan Holloway's been one of the better players. Why is he on the fourth line? And uh, Ryan McLeod, you know, he should probably maybe be in certain. Uh, Evander Kane's off to a slow start. Why isn't he down? Well, it all the, the lines are interchangeable it, almost on every team. You, you know, you don't see guys play with so many guys with certain guys for so often for, uh, extended periods of time. Uh, it's, it's just, that's the way the game is. You have to be interchangeable. You have to have the options, uh, for sure. Um, not a lot of uh, fan, uh, not a lot of love for Jay Woodcroft uh, this morning. Uh, Eden, uh, Texas, in uh, at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. I tend to agree with uh, Jay, our previous uh, texter. Uh, I don't like Woodcroft as a coach. The winning record is due to what McDavid and Drysaddle are and do. Connor and Leon make Woodcroft look better than he is. Amongst others that include Nurse Bouchard, Nuge, and of course Holland. Well, okay. Look at any coach in NHL history, Scotty Bowman. What did he do? He sent out Gila Lafleur over the boards. He sent out Larry Robinson over the boards. He had amazing people in Montreal. Goes to Detroit. Uh, they reconfigure things in Detroit where they play a different style of game. Steve Iserman was racking up 140 points. Changes game a little bit. And I think you're, you we're seeing that at the start of the year this year where Jay Woodcroft and the team as a whole, we're saying, we're buying into a different type. Now, we haven't seen that yet. We're, we're buying into a different philosophy, different standard. We haven't seen that yet. Why? I don't know. No one knows. If it were a switch, you would just turn it off and on. Um, but I think you'll see that down the road where it's going to be a different style, a different type of Oilers team. Until they get there, people can question Jay, all they want, for sure. All right, uh, this has been Elevate Your Game uh, by Ram Elevators and Lifts, manufacturing the safest elevators since 1987. Trustram.com. Uh, text coming in to one 833 401 The injury is the best thing for the Oilers. They need to play like a team uh, versus the McDry doing it all. You could hear it in Brown's interview. Subtly says, we can play like a team from NHL Wookie. I'm going to throw this one out at you, Duke, and to all our listeners. Uh, and we've said, I, I think Leon Dreisaitl is going to take it to another level uh, in the next few games. But here's a question regarding something a little different, something out there. And for our listeners, and for you, Duke, too, when you watch a game, what catches your eye? Does a certain thing, does the, the, does the way a, a player – Tape is stick. We, you know, Bobby Orr used to have just the one blade of black tape in the middle. Uh, how do the players wear their equipment? Uh, um, you always see the players um, hanging their mouth guards out now. Um, I'm going to throw this one at you, Duke. See if you can, if you know the answer to this, or our listeners, please text in. What does Leon Drysaitel, equipment-wise, and Ryan McLeod? What do the two of them, equipment-wise on the Oilers, have the same? What do they do identically that they're the only two players on the team? The Duke is looking at me like, you're on another planet, man. (laughs) Uh, So chew on that one, Duke, and our listeners chew on that one. What does Leon Dreisettle have in common with Ryan McLeod, equipment-wise? What do they do? Just the two of them. The only two guys on the team. Texas, one 401 We'll get to some of your answers right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. It's a standard 745 hit for Brian Adams with the Duke. He's your number one guy, B.A.
0: He's right up there. He's
1: in the top five. When it
0: comes to, like, uh, like rock music and stuff, yeah. Like, obviously, there's uh, some uh, big names with more... Legacy and uh, long-term reputation. Uh, we play mm-hmm. a lot of those guys with Schlemko, you know, like uh, Zeppelin, Floyd, yeah. and the like. But I I love Brian Adams. I've seen him live. He puts on a great show. Canadian guy, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, what's not to like? Tell me one bad song <laughs> i played in the 740 break in the uh, coming up on no, you
1: know, I a mean, month and a half of the there's program. No, I, hey, BA is in there. He's up there. He's not in my top ten. But he's at, he's in your top five. That's, and that's fine.
0: That's perfectly perfectly you know. okay. I don't necessarily expect him to be in the uh, the the upper echelon of a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. But I I dig it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, tons of texts coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. A lot about the similarities equipment wise between Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan McLeod. What are they? A few people have hit it so far. We'll get to those. But a lot of people are kind of off the mark. Uh, uh, getting back to uh, a couple of the comments that we had. Uh, Jason comes in uh, about, we were talking about uh, teams, coaches. Uh, Scotty Bowman cherry-picked as good as anyone ever. Don't forget Pittsburgh. Um, uh, this comes in from Big D, uh, Kevin. Come on! Fans care about the lines. Uh, top talking points are about line combinations. Uh, and you guys only have opinions. And you know who has Opinions, ha 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 ha, Big D. Uh, hey, Big D. I never said that people don't talk about the lines. I said they talk about them all the time, and are the what I was getting at, and I think I did articulate that is that the lines change game to game. So I think people get so they they, they get so uh, concerned about what the lines are on a daily basis when they know they're going to change in a matter of a game. So that's all I am getting at, and. I appreciate your text, appreciate your point, and there's a lot of truth to it. Fans love talking about the lines. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Big D, got to love Big D. Um, There it is. Uh, Colin, same helmet. Nah. Uh, Depth of Nuge defense. Yeah, ha ha, this stuff isn't about equipment. There is a website that tracks this stuff. I don't know about that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> this Yank Buds is all over you on Brian Adams. B.A., sort of Canadian? He was literally born in Ontario. What does that mean? Well,
0: he was born in Ontario, yeah. but he, he like, traveled a lot well, as, as a youth. Like, he didn't necessarily yeah, grow he's up Canadian. in Canada. He is Canadian, but, yeah. uh, I mean, it's not like he's, uh, he's not Shania Twain-level Canadian, it's, you know, entire life in a small town, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like he, he traveling with his parents, like a uh, diplomat, diplomat postings and stuff all over the world. Okay. So it's, but uh,
1: he considers himself Canadian. I would imagine. Yes. He, he, He's he on is, the Canadian walk of fame. He, he is born in Canada.
0: So a hundred percent he is as Canadian as it gets. And my apologies to, um, Yig buds, Yeg buds yeah. for the, the offhand comment. Uh, I just only mean that in the way that, yeah, he didn't, uh, born. Yes. Raised not so much as a Canadian.
1: So we will, uh, uh, the cat's out of the bag. We will uh, let people know what uh, the similarities are between Leon Drysaddle, Ryan McLeod, in case you don't know. Uh, Devin, I know Leon does the tuck the back of the skate into the sock. Does McLeod too? Yes, that is correct. Life of Brian, the European sock tuck over the skates. Uh, Marty was off with the jersey tuck. Um, but morning, Kevin, from the Wince, from Spruce Grove. Both players put their socks over the back of their skates. Old school, early 90s. It's gross. LOL. Thanks. Uh, Wince from uh, Spruce Grove. So do you do that, Dad, Duke? Do you put that? Do you tuck your – it's called – what it's called is the tendon guard. That's the back part of the skate. Okay, so what Leon and Ryan McLeod do is they take their sock and they put it over top of that. Leon does it a lot. Leon goes all the way down, man. He is taking his down. Like to he the tucks l- his down to the bottom of the boot. It's down there. McLeod isn't as deep. You want to call it that? Do you like the look? You hate the look. No, Duke. it's Duke terrible. Duke hates it.
0: Wait, we were talking about in the break when I, uh, I asked you because I wasn't aware that uh, McLeod did it, you know, just not – probably paying as close of attention to him as, <laughs> a, as I do Leon Dreisel each time he's out on the ice um, but I knew it immediately I was like this is the one thing Leon does that virtually nobody else does yeah. let alone on the Oilers in the entire league and I was I was filling you in on some of the youth lingo of today the, the young <laughs> hockey players they call that uh, gear wear so yes that's that's, that's bad okay. gear wear and what did uh, Wint say gross yeah that's that's and gross what gear wear stye? and, and sty. that's bad sty. short style. for style yeah.
1: So anyway, this depth of defense, depth of Nuge defense, is texted in again. Uh, first of all, he's con- confused you with Declan, uh, or maybe
0: he's just getting an early text. Um, no. for the Oilers show or the Low Tide show. Pardon me.
1: Maybe he isn't. Well, share this with the old guy. So I'm now I'm Low Tide. Could oh be. man, How'd... there's worse company to keep. <sighs> man, things are going downhill for me in a in a hurry. Sorry, Tide, but I mean. Oh, Declan, share this with the old guy. Does he know about the internet? (laughs) The interweb? Yes, the interweb. Oh, boy. Uh, So, anyway, that's the neat kind of thing that uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan McLeod share in common with their socks. They put it over the tendon guard, the back of their skate. And, again, Leon tucks her way down, pulls her way down. He's got to have the the long, long, extra long socks uh, for that. Uh, when we come back, we, we're going to get to um, Evander Kane's comments, but we're going to wait till about eight forty for that now because we're just kind of up against the the break here at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll bring in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet on the mark. Uh, actually. Kind of good that uh, we're going to have spec right away because he was talking to Vander Kane uh, yesterday about his comments on Saturday night with Scott Oak uh, in between the uh, second and third intermission. And uh, uh, Mark actually penned a little bit about that in his column uh, yesterday and today on Roger Sportsnet. And then, of course, we'll have uh, Frank Saravalli at uh, 8.20 from the Daily Face Off. Uh, coming up to talk about, well, there's a lot of things going on in the NHL and the Phillies, and, of course, Frank will be here for the Heritage Classic, bringing the whole family, bringing the whole family. So uh, we'll uh, check in with Frank on that. Before we get to that, uh, time now for a Sports 1440 update uh, brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at first round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. You could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.